podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What a beautiful break that was from Derby County. And one chop cheek in Manchester United's defence with absolute contempt. And a chance for Mario once more. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Steve Bloomer's Washing Independent Derby County podcast, supported this season by Derby Brewing Company, Derby's original craft brewer. I'm your host Chris Parsons and it's a much shorter pod from us this week, but no less important. We're not doing our usual post-match reaction and Rams trivia daftness this episode, as instead we have spoken to Derby's administrators, Quantuma to get the latest information on the club's quest for a new buyer and all the issues that come with it. I was joined on a podcast by Carl Jackson, Quantuma's chief executive, and asked him about a number of issues related to the Rams administration. The points deduction, which bidder is furthest along in the takeover process, the possible sale of players, and even the threat of liquidation. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to hear more from us, don't forget you can support Steve Bloomer's Washing on Patreon. You'll get an extra episode every month, early access to the regular podcast, and even a free drink on us just for signing up. Find out more at patreon.com slash Steve Bloomer's Washing. Thanks for listening. Carl, thank you ever so much for joining us uh, to talk to us, given how incredibly busy I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure you are. I wanted to ask you a broader question first, really. It's been two months since Quantum were appointed as Derby's administrators. I wanted to know, how have you found it generally with Derby's administration compared to the, to the other companies that you normally deal with in this situation? Dealing with, de- dealing with football club um, restructurings and insolvencies are, are quite unique. Uh, and, and they're unique because there are uh, so many additional stakeholders than a normal company restructure. So, I mean, we've dealt with, with football restructuring before, but, you know, I, I guess the additional stakeholders we have in a football club are, are the football supporters, um, which you wouldn't, wouldn't get in a, in a normal company restructure, and the, the regulators, which are, of course, the football league. So quite unique. But, it, you know, in terms of how we've found it, we've been in situ for two months. Uh, we've made some good progress and you may well ask me some specific questions in terms of where we're at. We found the derby, the, the, the staff, the supporters, the players incredibly supportive. Uh, and I think we've made some really, despite the fact that some may think otherwise, we've made some really good progress. And you've spoken about it recently, of course, but um, can you just sort of get us up to speed on the, the takeover bids or as much as you're able to anyway? Can you tell us in general terms... How far along are you with the, the process of finding a club a new owner? Um, it won't come as any surprise to you that there's been a huge amount of interest or external interest from potential interested parties. Um, my first visit to Derby County Football Club back in September, I was hugely impressed with the infrastructure, uh, the stadium, the training facilities, the staff. Um, it's a 
dare I say, a Premier League club in everything but name. Um, and certainly, as a result of that, we've had a lot of interest, um, interest for what I would consider to be credible interest of parties who have the financial wherewithal, the ambition, the experience and the skill set to, to, to actually take this club on. So, look, we, we're, we're currently still discussing with uh, a number of interested parties. Obviously, the, the, the Kirchner bid has been well publicised and communicated, but there are others. Uh, and we've yet to come up with uh, or we've yet to identify the preferred bidder. I mean, there, there are a number of hurdles and obstacles that we still have to overcome before effect we can complete on any sale of the club. Uh, but a lot of interest, both in the UK and abroad. And in fact, this morning I had yet another expression of interest from a new third party. I mean, it's, 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 time is now getting fairly tight. Uh, we do have a timetable in terms of coming up with a shortlist, shorting that shortlist and ultimately identifying our preferred buyer. You said that you are dealing with several different parties. Um, you mentioned one of them there. But from your point of view, Carl, how hard is it to properly assess which ones are credible? And how hard is it to, to work out their long-term suitability as prospective owners of a football club? Look, right at the outset, I mean, and, and this is really to, to weed out I use the word or use the words time wasters, so that's not meant to be rude in any way. But what we what we do try and do in, straight off is identify uh, those interested parties who have the financial ability to not only acquire the club, but also ensure that they have sufficient working capital to run the club going forward. So we've, we've set some fairly high barriers. And I, again, I think it's been well communicated that, you know, we, 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 we ask any potentially interested party for proof of funding, i.e. they've got the, the the funds available both to acquire the club and actually run it going forward. So that's step one. You know, step step two is to is to then consider what they've got in mind in terms of the club, what what sort of business plan that they're looking to do. Uh, you'll be aware of the fairly strict the EFL rules in terms of football club owners. Um, so it's not just a question of us finding a buyer, it's just making sure that any buyer pass their test. So we do actually run through a fairly rigorous due diligence pro process ourselves in terms of any interested party. Would you say, just as an extra question, that your relationship with the EFL is, is a good one at the moment with the, with the points deduction being uh, finalised last week and everything like that? How would you describe your relations with the regulator at the moment? We've always had a fairly good relationship with the Football League right from the outset. We've maintained a dialogue with them. Um, yeah, the, the discussions, negotiations haven't been easy. Um, the, the Football League are run by a set of rules. They act for all their members and, and their objective was to make sure those rules were followed correctly. You know, our objective, well, twofold, if you like, was to one, try and minimise as best we could the sanctions, the penalties that the EFL were looking to impose. But two, and I think much more importantly, to get it over and done with this season. Yeah, you know, that was really our objective right from the the get go really was to reach a position whereby if, if Derby were going to have further sanctions, let's try and minimise those as best we can, but let's get them sorted out this season such that once we've found a new buyer that they effectively enter the club with a with effectively a clean slate. So we've look we've 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 got that now. 
you know the 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 further deduction of nine points i'm sure as far as the supporters are concerned the players the staff anyone involved in derby county football club is very disappointing um because we all know that a further nine points deduction is going to make it even much more difficult for derby to remain in the championship but nevertheless we feel that notwithstanding the further deduction there's a big tick in the box there that was one of a number of obstacles that we have had to overcome or will have to overcome over the next two or three months so going back to your question look the the, the discussions with efl have always been professional and polite we're obviously coming at it from different directions we've now reached agreement with them uh, and we will continue to work with the Football League going forward. They, they, they undoubtedly want Derby to survive and what would hope will, will support us in terms of whatever proposals we put forward um, going forward. And in terms of the takeover bids, Carl, is there a particular party that's further ahead in the process than anyone else or are they all roughly at the same stage as it stands? We've got a timetable which we're trying to stick to in terms of... Um, both identifying interested parties, uh, identifying um, or, or actually making sure that they've been in the data room, done their due diligence by a certain time. We're still running through that process. Um, again, it's no secret, Kirchner is ahead of the game. Um, you know, they first expressed an interest five, four or five weeks ago um, and, and are further down the process. But that doesn't mean that others are... are in any great difficulty they will continue to do their work and we'll stick to our timetable and identify ultimately our preferred bidder i mean you just said earlier that even in the last sort of few hours or a couple of days you received another did. expression yeah. of interest is, is that one likely to be credible well, i think come of that one or yes credible but whether they in, in reality whether they have the the time now to do what they need to do in terms in terms of their own due diligence remains to be seen um yeah as i said we yeah. all, already have what i consider to be a a good shortlist um, who I believe will, one of whom will come out of that pack, if you like, and actually be the ultimate purchaser of Derby County Football Club. So one of our uh, our patrons uh, asked Tom Oliver, he just had a question about that buyer. So once that buyer has been selected and approved, Carl, how quickly can the takeover process happen from there? Um, that's a good question, and I, 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 it's, it's quite interesting because I, I, I switched on Radio Five Live last Wednesday uh, when I got off the train, and uh, there was um, a, a discussion on Derby and a, a clearly a very avid Derby County Football Club supporter who was sort of concerned that well, you know, why why haven't we sold the club already? Uh, and I, I get that, uh, but the reality is that there are still a number of hurdles to overcome before we can actually present uh, effectively the football club to a, to a, to a buyer, you know, that you'll come as no secret to you that, you know, the company that Derby County football club has significant liabilities. Uh, you'll be aware if you're not aware under football league rules uh, for a, for a club to maintain its football lead football uh, league status, it has to effectively pay off, all football club creditors. Uh, it has to ensure that all non-football league creditors, we call unsecured creditors, 25 pence in the pound. Derby County Football Club has a very, very significant debt due to HMRC, principally for P 
PAYE and national insurance. HMRC are preferential and we will need to effectively agree some form of proposal or deal with HMRC in terms of a repayment or a partial repayment of that debt. So this this is never going to be, you know, and I genuinely felt this right at the outset, this was genuinely, genuinely never going to be an issue around finding a buyer. It was going to be about reaching agreement and compromise deals with those creditors. And, and those are the hurdles we still have to overcome. So, you know, we're still negotiating with HMRC and we're putting together a, a plan. Uh, and once we've got the deals done, then we'll be in a position then to effectively conclude on a deal with whoever we've chosen as our preferred bidder. So it's not just a question of a, a, a buyer coming along, making an offer, and, and, and there's always going to be a limit to what they'll offer. I mean, the, the football club has, has a value. What what no one will do is is clearly pay massively over that value. That's not going to happen. So what we need to do is to try and get to a position where we've sorted out the liabilities, uh, dealt with, with other sort of what I call unascertained creditors. And again, it's been communicated or widely, widely communicated. There are two other football league creditors or football clubs who are claiming or making claims against Derby County Football Club. Uh, and we need to deal with those. So there's a number of hurdles or obstacles that we still need to overcome. We're working on those. We hope to make some good progress over the next three to four weeks. Another one of our patrons, uh, Alex Harker, just asked with regard to one of the bidders that you mentioned there, who has clearly uh, gone very public with his interest yep. in taking over Derby County. How how does that affect the process in terms of him going very public versus the other interested parties who say very little in public, if not nothing at all? Yeah, we're, we're fine with it. It makes no difference to us. Obviously, I've seen the recent Twitter post uh, that was posted, I think, sometime last week. Um, and, and obviously, there was, a, there was an open letter, I think, which was issued by Kircher, I think, about four or five weeks ago. It's it's fine. We have no problem with that. Um, clearly, they will see that as a potential tactic just to try and get one step ahead of the rest of the pack. You know, we do have a timetable we want to stick to. So I, I guess the fact that they uh, were in first, uh, have been doing their due diligence, gives them a slight advantage. But that's not to say at the moment that we are favouring anyone at all. And I know it's a really difficult one to, to ask, Carl, but you talked about recently the process going into January so how does that affect the club's short-term cash flow do you think is it likely that Derby are going to have to look to sell players in January to sustain the no, club's income we've always we've always known that um you know we'll we'll, we'll 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 be involved in Derby certainly at the end of this calendar year I think it's likely in reality now that this run into January um we've We've sorted out the short-term cash flow, and as much as you know, we very sadly had to take some cost out of the business shortly after we arrived. Um, it's it's just a question of making sure the the numbers add up. Um, we've managed to achieve um, uh, some additional short-term funding, which which will certainly tide us over until the end of this calendar year and into January. We've just got to see how the process develops over the next three to four or five weeks in terms of how quickly we can get a sale away. And that will be obviously dependent upon how quickly we can secure these deals with creditors. It could actually eat into January and it could go go well into January. I just, it's, it's hard to predict at the moment. All I can say is that we are trying to move as quickly as we possibly can. It's not in the interest of Derby County 
for us to remain in situ forever and a day. We want to buy a new buyer in, involve funding the club as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. the reason I ask is that, that Rooney was asked this recently and it was his stance that he didn't really want to, obviously, that any of his players go unless unless he felt it was right for the club. Uh, but as far as you're aware, it sounds like you're saying there that there is enough short-term cash to maybe put any, put off any potential what people would term as a, a fire sale or anything like that. Is that a fair statement? It is a fair statement. And, and actually, as far as we're concerned, selling players is a, la- is a, is a, is a last resort. We don't want to do that. Uh, we have a very good relationship with Wayne Rooney. We have kept well away from and will continue to keep well away from the running of the first team squad. That's his domain. But we, we speak on a regular basis. It, it, quite right. The last thing he wants is for that for, is for that squad to be diminished any further. So look, I, I, I can't make any firm commitments. We would prefer not to touch the football squad at all. That's our preference. And again, much will depend on how quickly we can get things sorted out on the, uh, the, the cash position, the buyer position and the credit position. Of course. And speaking of players coming in and coming out, uh, I, I feel like I know the answer to this, but from your point of view, Carl, is there any possibility that the club's embargo could be changed or, or lifted in January or just so Derby can plan for the future? Or are you working on the assumption that it is going to be in place until the summer? We've sorted we've sorted the, the Football League situation out now. So we'd like to think that the, the EFL are supportive um, of Derby's position. They will know full well that Derby have to effectively maintain and have a, a squad that is capable of actually competing on the football pitch. The key issues for us was to make sure that, that, that actually going forward, and this is, this is particularly important in connection with any, any buyer, that they weren't effectively subject to any further sanctions and that as long as they operated within a business plan which they put together and, and, and effectively agreed with the Football League, that they will be able to buy, buy players. Now, you know, at the end of the day, whether we're going to be in a position to effectively acquire players in January remains to be seen. That that much will depend really on whether we actually get a sale away um, ahead of that sort of transfer window. It sounds like there you are in discussion with the EFL about the possibility of that embargo being changed. So it is like a moving situation on that. It's not completely cut and dry. No, it's not. No, it's not. Well, that's positive news of sorts, I suppose. But I guess just finally... Carl, you know, everyone at Derby County is, uh, you know, appreciative of, of the work that you're doing as administrators, but is still extremely concerned about the future, about the long-term viability of the club, um, especially with the publishing of the Statement of Affairs uh, this weekend, which uh, outlined, you know, how much the club owes and and to who and really laid bare some of the, some of the debts to, to the creditors that we've been left with and plenty of fans frankly are still concerned about the club going out of business about liquidation so just finally is there a message that you'd like to give to Derby County fans at this stage in the process yeah I think the message is 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 much the same message that we effectively delivered when we you know we gave our press conference very shortly after we were appointed and that is that we are still very confident that we will affect a successful restructure of the football club that we will find a buyer um, that we will effectively deal with the creditors uh, and that Derby will remain in existence albeit I can't guarantee what league they'll be in 
i.e. whether it's the championship or division one so it, it, it's not easy these things take time uh, and I, I do get the frustration but they do take time but i remain confident that derby county football club uh, will remain in existence will not go into liquidation and will be back playing whether it's championship or first division football you know next season uh, with a what i would like to think is a credible buyer who will actually do the right things invest in the club obviously operating with the football league rules and get Derby back on track.